Welcome men to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. My name is Jarrett Samuels. I'm the host of the podcast. Men, as always, I like to begin these shows by thanking you for checking out today's podcast episode. Whether you're a longtime subscriber or this is your first time coming across this piece of content, this platform, trying to figure out what this thing is about, hey, I'm glad you're here. And when you get the opportunity, make sure you visit the Pursuit of manliness.com you can find that link in the show notes and uh, check out what the pursuit of manliness is about i hear it all the time what is this thing you see the beard you see the the name or whatever well go to the website there's a lot of information there um, you can learn more about this ministry you can learn about the herd you can learn about um, our annual men's retreat pursue wilderness uh, what's available in the gear store right now as i record this you have about 96 hours left uh, before registration closes for our next session of Tribe. That next session will run December 1st to the end of May. I thought about making a post today that said like 96 hours left, and I probably will as we get a little closer, but we're so bombarded with messages of people trying to get us to move right now, right? Like do it right now. And I don't like to operate like that, and I would imagine you don't like to operate like that either. However, there is a deadline for forgive me the registration there has to be and that deadline is sunday november 19th so probably friday or saturday i might make one of those posts 72 hours somewhere in there but and there's door busters and what is today thursday and there's black friday deals going on and this has been going on for a while and hey i'm pro christmas but uh man it just seems like everybody's trying to get you to do it right now and and i don't want again i i don't want to do that i don't want to try to manipulate you or your wallet or your home or anything but uh yeah, that's the deadline. The best way for you to get garner some information to make it, you know, your own decision of what what do I need to be in this community? Personally, I feel like you do, but uh, go to pursuitofmanliness.com forward slash tribe. Again, that link is in the show notes. You'll see the, the picture of um, most of the men that were at the retreat this year who are in tribe. That's not the men at the retreat. That's just the guys who are in attendance from tribe who at the end of the retreat, we always say, hey, let's, let's grab a picture. Uh, I answer some questions about field guides, challenge video, supplemental reading, um, some questions that guys ask all the time. Uh, you can see what some of the guys have said. This is just a few guys that, you know, I think in the last couple months uh, I asked, hey, you guys got anything? And this is what they come up with. So I put it on there. And then you can, um, as I say, more importantly, see what the wives are saying. There's some wives on there who've left their uh, their perspective on what it's like for their to have a husband and tribe. Is it for single guys? Sure. Is it for guys? Yep. Yep, that's that's the prerequisite, and you need to be eighteen. So eighteen and up. That's that's the deal. So check that out. Get signed up. Uh, we'll get your gear out to you. We'll get the the um, well. You'll be you'll get more information once you register. So we're moving into this. We are in uh, numbers thirty two, and I said a few weeks ago, at least it feels like it's been a few weeks ago, that uh, there'll be two more of what do you call these? Two more uh, out in the garage that go through left and right like we've been doing right now. Okay, so starting that first Friday in um, December, December 1st, which is ironically when we start uh, the next session of Tribe. Uh, So Friday, December 1st, I want to start walking through different portions of Scripture, not as methodically as I've been doing here. I'm not going to be going every chapter, moving on and on. You know what? I I do like that, and I do like the conversations we're having, but it's just felt like, and maybe maybe it's the book of Numbers, I don't know, but it's just felt like for a while now that it's a have to and not a want to. Like, I feel like, you know, I want to have content on Friday for you guys, but I feel like, you know, we're, I'm locked into, okay, what's the next thing? And then trying to figure out, 
okay, there, there's a talking point there. Let's grab that. And, and I, again, I enjoyed doing this, but juggling everything else in life, and this is not a martyrdom conversation, it just feels like it's a have to. I mean, I got to get that done. I got to get that out. I got to make sure I do this, you know. And um, yeah, I think you, I think you guys grab that. I don't need to get into that further. But uh, so we'll continue to do on Fridays. It'll still be out in the garage, and it'll still be sponsored by Darkwater Woodwork, DarkwaterKC.com. You can save fifteen percent off of your Darkwater Beard Bundle um, when you put in the code Numbers Thirteen, all capital letters, straight across, just like that. We've been doing this Darkwater um, out in the garage for a year and a half two years a year and a half it's a blur um so you want to check it out you'll notice the the logo on there and so you'll say okay that's that's what i'm looking for put in that code uh you support doug at darkwater woodwork uh, he always appreciates that and we have a lot of guys who listen to this who uh are connected to darkwater woodwork and so uh numbers 32 this is uh this is one of those deals man where uh you ever walk up on a conversation and you know, ooh, that sounds important, but you know you don't have all the context, but it's a big deal. And you're like, I can't just I can't just move away from this and just act like I, I didn't hear that. You know, sometimes that happens within our home. Some, there's an issue at school with my kids at their work, whatever. And I kind of hear it and I think, seems like a big deal. I don't have full context. So, um, but I also know, yeah, uh, I probably need to be involved in this to some degree. That To me, that's what number 32 is. Numbers 32, you got two tribes, Reuben and Gad, and they're going to settle in Gilead. That's not where we're going. That's not where we're going, but that's where they're going to choose to go. And it says, uh, now the people of Reuben and the people of Gad had very uh, a very great number of livestock. And they saw the land of Jazir and the land of Gilead, and behold, the place was a place for livestock. I'm going to stop there um, because... I'm just going to say it, and I think it's in this this whole chapter. The people of Reuben and the people of Gad mention livestock six times. So two times right there in that first verse. And then I might as well read this, verse 4. The land that the Lord had struck down before the congregation of Israel is a land for livestock, and your servants have livestock. Were Reuben and Gad the only tribes with livestock? Nope, but they must have had a lot of it. They must have had a lot of livestock. Now, it, just to give us some context of, you know, these these guys and uh, you know the size of what we're do- dealing with here, um, you know, there's there's a lot, there's a whole herd of humans here, and they're they're moving about. I think in uh, is it Joshua four? I'm at there to Joshua four. The tribes of Reuben and Gad, uh, forty thousand of them go over in battle, but they're was um, 70,000 that stay behind. So I'm just, I'm telling you that on the onset to give you context of what we're going to talk about here. They didn't really do what they said they're going to do. But if you look at that, you're looking at, I'm bad at math, that's 110,000 plus men. So I don't know what that comes out to for women and children. Just just add another, I don't know, 200, 300,000 to that. So you're looking at, 400,000? I I don't know. So you're looking at a large number of men. Evidently, they had done really well when it came to livestock. They have been they've been just thriving in the livestock because that that's a big issue. And when you look at the livestock, you can look at it from twofold. One, um they want to be responsible with the what the Lord has given them. No no question about that. 
So right on the onset, you can see <clears throat> there is a bit of a concern that the plan that God has for them and that has been communicated and has begun to become executed through Moses, they say, I don't, I don't know if we, we're, 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 we've been talking. There's some people been talking. There's been some rumblings over here. Hey, I just want you to know, there's a whole bunch of people who are, <laughs> you ever heard that? You ever use that one? I call that a sweeping statement. You made it sound much bigger than well, a bunch of people. There's three of you. Well, if there's 110,000 of them, maybe there was a bunch of people. They say, hey, we don't, we don't want to go over there. And they said, we found favor in your sight. Let this land be given to your servants for a possession. Do not take us across the Jordan. Moses said to the people of Gad and the people of Reuben, shall your brothers go to war while you sit here? I wish we had the courage to say this more often to men who claim to be Christian, but don't do anything with it. Men who claim to be Christian but they are not going to get uncomfortable. They are not going to move their kids' athletic schedules. They are not going to inconvenience their family dynamic. For anything for the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is like third or fourth on the list. It would be great if we started to say, shall your brothers go to war while you sit here? While you sit there, shall they fight? these battles and we got men and women all over the world who love Jesus who are being martyred who are being under relentless spiritual physical relational attacks i've said before if you if you want to get some perspective just google church in chains uh, it's a ministry out of Ireland, and they 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 share these stories of people and what they're going through. And you say, "Yeah, well, I I don't I don't live there. Shall we sit here while our brothers and sisters go to war? We we act a lot like spoiled ch- children, like we deserve this, like somehow live based on where you live and your your church or your denomination where we just deserve this we just do church so we argue over church things we argue over the way we teach or the the translation we use or the songs we sing or whether there's a drum or not or whether there's a baptistry in the building or if it's down the road or we get our feelings hurt over all kinds of things think about if you were physically hurt over these things might change the application process for some people who want to work at a church. It would certainly change the membership process for people who want to be at your church. I hear from people, we live in a city. It's a huge city. I don't know how big it is, uh, but it's big. It's the biggest one I've ever lived in for sure. And I, I meet people all the time and say, where do you go? And they go to one of the biggest churches in town. And when you say, which one? No, they, let me tell you, there's like, five or six that are that are huge there are five or six that are almost bigger than anything i've ever been a part of almost but they all go there why is the is the preaching that good there maybe are the small group communities that good there i don't know they don't talk about it do you find like your serving teams are out doing i don't hear that either i, I don't but uh we we do talk about the series we're doing or we talk about something fun we did or a guest speaker that Tony Dungy came in and spoke, you know, uh, yeah, we talk about that. 
Shall we just sit here and get fat while our brothers and sisters go to war? I'm not saying everyone has to go to a small church. I'm saying people should be involved in the war, in the battle. You need to get your sword. We we got a we got a ton of juvenile Christians. People could be in their sixties and I, I I just I'm just floored at this. Sixties and seventies and and they don't have a lick of clue about the Book of Numbers or what's going on with you know Israel in in the Old Testament. Um, they might be able to tell you today, but what's going on today? But Deuteronomy, they couldn't tell you that stuff. They 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 couldn't lead a discussion on things in the Bible. They've just attended at best, and they've sat with their arms crossed, their eyes open, their ears closed. Looked the part, but they weren't they weren't doing. It. They said, "If we found favor in your sight, you know, if we we've been good, you know, like, hey, that's not that's not so bad." Moses says, uh, "Why will you discourage the heart of the people of Israel from going into the land?" That the Lord has given him. Again, when someone comes to you next time, Pastor, and they says, they, they say there's a whole bunch of people saying, or boy, there's people who are, or they just keep coming, these people keep coming to me. Sometimes I'll ask them, why they pick you? Of all the people in our church, they picked you? How, how'd they know you're the guy they need to go to? But he says, uh, shall you, uh, you're going to discourage the heart of the people of Israel from going to the land that the Lord has given them. You know what you're doing? Being the guy who's collecting all the information that all the people are saying, you're discouraging them. You're causing discord. Moses says, no. And then he said, it gets personal. Your fathers did this when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to the land. He said, 10 spies, bad, too good. Yeah. So from basically verse 6 to verse 15, uh, Moses lets it rip. He he just lets it go. And uh, again, I, I, I wish there, there were more, at least pastors and elders that had the courage to do this. But I wish there were more lay people who had the courage to do this. I mean, if that guy who led your group, your small group, your buddy group that you sit on the back porch and, you know, have a bourbon with and you call it a Bible study and we're doing, you know, we're looking at this book and we're looking at the stars and we're shooting the bowl and whatever. But that's a Bible study. I wish he would have the courage to tell you what Moses just did there. I wish he'd say, what are we really doing? Man, what are we doing? Are we looking for the most comfortable gathering of humans possible? And so we're finding something that you know we enjoy doing. It looks spiritual. There's an element of Bible to it. Not making really disciples, not really evangelizing the lost, but we're gathering. That's not too bad. Guys like to do guy things. I'm all for that. But if we don't fight the right battles... We're like a kid who just wants to play. I told, was talking to my son about that. I said, you, re, you need to realize the age you're at now, you do like to play. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. You're supposed to. But there is a major differentiation between time to play and time to work. And when it's time to work or it's time to study or it's time to get out your books or it's time to do things around the house that you need to do that help us out, I don't want to hear no guff. I don't want to hear no noise coming out of your nostrils. I don't want to hear a stomp. I don't want to hear any of it because that's what we do. That's, that's part of what means to be a part of this community. And again, if you sell low, and Moses hasn't sold low, but if you sell low, people will do the minimum. We so desperately want to look like the world and live like the world, but have enough Jesus that we get in on the right side of eternity. 
We get in on the right side of eternity and say, made it. I was the cool Christian. <laughs> I was the edgy Christian. I was the one that, you know, I didn't have to give up too many vices to be a Christ follower. I get, you know, a couple of them, but not too many of them. Yeah, Jesus, was he wasn't worried about those things. Yeah, he is. And what we find in Scripture is God is concerned with every single detail of our life. Verse 15, if you turn away from following him, he will again abandon them in the wilderness and and you will destroy this people. He says, if you don't do what you say you're doing right now, and you don't buy into what I'm offering here, which is based on what the Lord expects from you, uh, you will actually hurt the people. Do we have the courage to tell people, when you live like that, you are actually hurting people? Now, know this, guy who's listening, know this, that if you say that to somebody, they will not agree. If you say, Listen, when you do this, when you act this way, when you when you live this way, whatever whatever it is, whatever it is that you see goes against the standards of God that hasn't changed since the history of the world, even though this person thinks it does for them, they will not agree. Some of you listening, I believe someone has probably said something similar to you like that. You realize like doing that or, hey, man, I want you to know. And you argued with them because you didn't agree with you didn't agree with what they said because you're right. The, the people of Reuben and Gad believe they're right. Hey, listen, we have a ton of livestock here, and we just don't think it's wise for us to keep on going. And, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll make sure we go into battle, uh, 40,000, even though we're keeping 70,000 back. We'll make sure we go into battle with you guys. But when it's over, hey, we're going back to the other side. Let me ask you a question, Reuben and Gad. Who allowed you to have that livestock? The Lord. You know what you had when you walked out of Egypt? Only what you pillaged from the Egyptians. That, that, that's it. And that was about 38 years ago. That you probably pawned that off at some point. That's, that stuff's gone. We forgot where that's at. You didn't have anything. You didn't really possess any skills. You didn't know how to treat one another. You didn't know how to take care of your food. You didn't know how to keep your camp clean. You, you, you didn't know about the God of the universe, the God of the cosmos. You didn't, you didn't know any of that stuff. But now we're looking at the evidence set before us and we say, we've come together and we've cast a vote and we're saying we want to stay on the other side because we have a lot of livestock. Don't, don't, don't make us go over there, okay? Moses says, here's my, here's my concern. <clears throat> You're going to mess up a lot of people. And here's what happened. They're the people... The leaders of the tribes of Reuben and Gad, when they, they failed to say, hey, we're going to go. They gave the bad report of the spies, your fathers, right? And so what happened was when they said, no, nah, we're not going to go that far. And they said, okay, then uh, we don't want to go either. All of a sudden, the people turned on Moses. God said, fine, you can just wander for a while. That The, the 10 unfaithful spies basically manipulated that generation. If they had submitted to the Lord, they, the, the crowd would not have been influenced that way, and they would have already been there. They would have already been there. He said, if you do it again, he's going to leave you out there. He's going to leave you out there, right? They're going. He will destroy the people. Your discouragement leaves, leads towards people being destroyed. This is what I'm saying, man. We get frustrated and angry, and maybe someone's in our ear. Maybe we're in someone else's ear. Just remember, uh, you don't get to determine when they're not 
worked up over that no more. You're getting upset. Yeah, You know people who want you to be as upset as they are upset? I know people like this, and I've fallen for it before. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you go, wait a minute, why am I why am I so mad about this? Oh, because they were mad about it. And sometimes those people, I say sometimes, a lot of times those people will get mad at you if you're not as upset as they are upset about a situation. So they said, no, 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 no. We will go armed, and we'll go over there with the, the children of Israel until they get their place, they get what's theirs. We're going to fight right beside you. We are not going to go back home until everybody gets theirs. Now, this is this is a big, it's a big statement, right? Until you do the math and realize we they didn't quite do what they said they're going to do. Moses finally says, "Okay, verse twenty. If you do this," and he goes on and says something. And he says, "And." says something and he says and again Moses like I'm serious I want to make this abundantly clear if you do this and this is what's expected of you 23 but if you do not do this behold you have sinned against the Lord and be sure your sin will find you out they want to do the minimum they want to do the minimum be sure that your sin will find you out like a boomerang coming back smacking you right in the head. I don't understand how a boomerang works, but I've seen people do it. It's fascinating. That's kind of what sin is, right? It has this way of just coming back, right? The, 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 the reality is this is who we are. This is who we are. We like to do the minimum. I was sitting down yesterday in a car place. Uh, I, had to get, I had to get the professionals to look at something. And I have a content map that I use for the pursuit of manliness, pursue wilderness, pursue marriage and tribe, just to keep me tracking. Okay. I've done this from, from day one when it was just pursuit of manliness and has, it's an Excel sheet. I print it off cause I'm paper and pen guy. Uh, eventually I'll type it out when I feel like I got something, but I'll write it out and I started writing out in pencil. Um, cause then I can erase stuff. I love a good pencil. And so then I'm writing down some thoughts and I have one well, quiet life, this and that. And then, um, the tribe thing that and got this thing over here and writing all this stuff out. And when it was over, I look at the paper. I thought that's a lot because I have the, I have the POM pursue wilderness and pursue marriage thing. But then um, I have my own personal things. And these are things I want to do. Like I'm reading the same thing every day and I got a guy, a disciple. I text him. I text the family and I text my, my nephew. We're all reading the same thing. I just want to make sure I text those. They, they all get our thoughts. And I'm not texting them when I'm reading. We're texting our thoughts so that way it's like I read it and then you text me your thoughts back. So I get thoughts back from you know potentially six people in different texts. Um, and I got things I want to do for reading, things of you know per, whatever, all this stuff. And I look at it and when I got home and I thought, maybe, maybe, maybe you overdid that a little bit, Jared. Maybe you overdid it. No, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I did. What I've learned over the last, whatever it's been, eight years of doing this is we are built for so much more. And I know some of you guys got some crazy schedules and you got some weird things and different seasons of life and you got some health issues and maybe it's you, maybe it's your spouse. You got some of you have a believing spouse, some of you have an unbelieving spouse, some of you have great relationships with your kids, some of you have terrible relationships with your kids, some of you guys have no kids and you'd like to have kids. Some guys you travel for work all the time, some of you guys work from home. Um, we guys got, you know, two, three jobs, some guys with no jobs and whatever. So I know it's not a one size fits all. And I was telling this to a good friend of mine yesterday. I said, I used to think one size fits all. This is, this is what it is. Come on guys, let's get on with this. And then you realize 
And there's a lot of moving pieces. I realized two things. Number one, we're built for far more than we are experiencing. Far more. You ever get to the end of your day, and I recommend doing this. I sat down last night, tried to have a little reflection time. Get to the end of your day and say, what did I really do? How much time did I waste just talking? Or how much time did I waste driving? Or how much time did I waste scrolling? Or how much time did I waste, you know, whatever it is, watching television, watching the game? How much time? You say, well, that's my downtime. That's my, that's my, you know, that's my relief for the day. I, boy, I work hard. Yeah. Uh-huh. You don't, it, it, it's like when you go to the store and they say 50% off, you walk out going, I saved 50%. No, you didn't. They did not put that other 50% into your savings account, okay? You spent what they wanted you to spend. And that's what happens today. We spend what we, what we want to spend. But at the end of the day, the extra 50% that you used or you thought was downtime, fun time, nap time, Cheeto time, you don't get that into your spiritual, mental, physical, relational savings account. That's gone forever. You never get a chance to get that back. And the more that I've, I've looked at life and really looked at how do I spend my time and what do I do? I mean, I don't have this figured out, but I'm telling you right now, I am learning. We are wasting a substantial amount of time by trying to take the easiest way out. We all want the downloadable PDF with 10 steps. Just tell me what the things are. I could tape it. I could print it off. I could tape it to the wall. Look at it sometimes when I need a little motivation. But I'm, at the end of the day, just going to do what I want to do. And don't make me feel bad about it. That's what Ruben and Gad tried to pull off here. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. We try to find the easiest way out. And when you try to find the easiest way out of things, whether it's your work, your spiritual life, your physical life, your mental life, whatever, you become weaker by inactivity. <laughs> you, you, you have no respect for yourself. You have no joy. You have nothing to harvest. There's nothing been cultivated. You don't want to gather around other people of God. You don't want to have community. You don't want to have iron sharpens iron. You don't want to have that because you know there's nothing sharp about your iron. There's nothing there. You've been taking the easiest way, the, the path of least resistance, and wondering why everyone around you doesn't think you're fantastic and you're just reaping the fruits of your inactivity. It just doesn't work that way. I guarantee you this. If you'll read Numbers 32, that would be great. After you read Numbers 32, just tell yourself, man, I don't want to be a Reuben and Gad. I, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be the guy who just kind of sits here while our brothers and sisters across the globe, maybe you can't find them in your church, but across the globe who are giving their life for the gospel message. I don't care if your church has, you know, REO Speedwagon sound and light show. I, I don't care. I don't care if he's a star preacher with a blue check mark that writes books, rides in on a golf cart. You have name brand coffee. You have, you know, a Chuck E. Cheese for your children's ministry. I'm not, I'm not concerned about that. If you do, that's great. If you enjoy, that's great. It doesn't matter to me. What does matter to me is that I don't want you sitting there while your brothers and sisters, whether they go to your church or not, are off to war. Guy, we are built for so much more than inactivity. We are built for so much more than taking the easy way out. I have a daughter who decided, I don't know, a month ago, she was going to start a side business. 
Okay. And I've, I think I've referenced this once before, but I, okay. She works three days a week at least. And we did not tell her she had to work. As a matter of fact, I'd prefer she didn't work just out of, you know, I know you only get one chance of being this age and whatever. So both my daughters work. Anyhow, she works and, um, works hard, you know, likes nice things, likes to save money, likes to, so she works hard, but decided for some reason, she's going to start this side business. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. Starts a side business. And, uh, well, you can't just post that you have something, come buy it. That is, that only works on Facebook marketplace. We're not doing that. So she needed to create like a store. She sat down one Sunday, she created the store and I'm like, okay, here's what you gotta, you gotta know. You gotta know about shipping. You gotta know about, you know, zip codes. You gotta know about weighing this stuff. You can't just throw it all in the same envelope. It's not gonna be the same price. You gotta know about inventory. You gotta know. And I'm kind of coming down a little heavier because I wanted to know, like, count the cost, count the cost. And doggone if in the first 72 hours, if she didn't sell seven things from her store, she's making money while she is at school. I said, I drove her home after the first sale, which I, I admit I wasn't, I was shocked it even happened. You got a, you got a sale. I drove her home and I said, do you realize what you just did here is something that most men will never do? You said, I want to do this. You have labored to figure out how you're going to figure it out. And we're still learning it. And now someone gave you actual money for something you are putting together. And you're going to ship it to them. I talk to so many guys who are, will say someday or one of these days, or I'm going to get around to it, or when my schedule clears up, and I said, I'm telling you, they never do it. I see guys all the time online. They're going to rebrand. They're going to pull the plug. They're going to, we're going to start. We're going to start. We're going to start. We're going to start. How about you just do it? We've lost our grit. We've lost our determination. We've lost the ability to be resilient. And we have become conditioned men who, who don't under, who want to take the easiest way out, who want to take the easiest way out. I, I, I don't see anywhere in life where that that's really going to give you any value you, deep in your heart. You know, that's not something worthy of any self-respect. You just know that the rest of the tribes. Yeah, they're going to figure it out. And this won't be the last time Ruben and Gad, Gad have a little, uh, uh, what are you going to call it? Tussle with the people of Israel. Not sure what's going on. They'll, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. But anyhow, man, I want to encourage you. 32. Read it. Check out Numbers 32. And then I want you to really take a look. Inventory your day. Where am I spending my time? Where are the gaps that I have given myself a hall pass to do nothing? That I'm just, I'm burning time just to burn time. And then get real sick and tired of it and do something about it. Thanks for listening. Let's keep pursuing biblical manliness.